we're going to talk about how do you, what's the best way to buy coffee from the store? Yes, particularly a supermarket, large store. And I, I see a mic thing I have here. How do you know? I mean, how do you know if it's going to be a good tasting quality coffee? Without even seeing the bean sometimes. Yeah, yeah sometimes sometimes it won't. you have to be a bit of a guess. Exactly. How, 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 I guess we, maybe we should tell, how can you, what, what can give you the best uh, chances of making a good guess? That's, that's good, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, I mean, long term, you're going to find you have one, you made a bad guess, it's going to be horrible, you won't go there again. I mean, you won't go, get that particular bean again. Right. It's a hit and miss. Well, how do you, because for me, like, even at, like, the pizza shop, mm-hmm. it's hard to not get the same pizza every time because I know I like this pizza. Right. How do I, with coffee, right. find a coffee that I like without, you know, it could be hard to branch out, I guess is what I'm saying. It could be, but like your pizza shop illustration, you will find certain uh, qualities. Qual- qualities within certain pizza shops you go. You say, I'm going to keep going back to that one because there's qualities there that I really like. I'm mm. never going to go to this one because it was always cheap and plastic. Well, I guess it's like the whole Coke and Pepsi argument. You know, if you like Coke, you're more likely to try different Coke products than you are Pepsi products or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So if you find a roaster you like, yes. you're, you know, you're probably on a good path to try some of their other roasts. Exactly. And as I, as I said before, roasters, from my experience, is they're a fairly friendly bunch. They want to talk about coffee. They want to talk about good quality coffee. They want to talk about the farmer. Um, so well, it's not that hard. And if they if they're not super friendly, a lot of times they may not be a quality roaster. Exactly, there you go. it's like <laughs> I mean, your pizza I, example again. You won't go back there because that wasn't a good experience. Exactly, um, and I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, two brothers coffee roasters. And the reason I say specifically them is because that's what we are sipping on today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're we are drinking the Mexico El Trofino, or no. How do you say that? Oh, it's a true. I think it's a true yeah. Trunfo. So that's a tricky one. Medium roast. Um, and I would also like to give a shout out to my friend Frank, who um, who gave this to us. Oh, nice. Thank you, Frank. Um, Good name, by the way. Yeah. That was your dad's name. It was. Or it still is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're trying this. And Dad, what do you think about this coffee? How does it taste? I, actually, I was a bit nervous. I'm always nervous, like going to a supermarket and not knowing the coffees. Can't. And when we brought this home, he was very excited, and I was excited too. And I thought, oh, new coffee. I don't never been here before. I don't know who two brothers are. Could be good. Could be bad. Could be good. And I fortunately, we're going to go through some of these things. I filled it and I had this whole bean. Thought good. There's a reason for that. Right. But um, we put some in the French press and. I liked it so much, I said to read when we were doing this podcast, let's, let's have that Two Brothers one again as we sip coffee and do our podcast. Because it was it tastes really good. And it says, yeah, no, I, I, I want to go into this coffee, but you know, I'll, I'll yeah. be subtracting from the podcast yes, we have sorry, yes. planned today. So, and I think, you know, this is probably going to have similarities to our storage podcast at yes, some parts. Yeah, they all so, start to overlap. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, but... Uh, I guess what I want to start out with is, is, is that, you know, whatever supermarket or grocery store, oftentimes what I find is you walk past, you know you've walked past the coffee aisle, not, let me say this, in America. 
You've not walked. You through. know you've walked past the coffee aisle, not because it smells like coffee. Oh, coffee aisle. Yes. You smell just like French vanilla. Yes. All these different. Hates on that dude. I never realized there were such flavors in coffee. <laughs> I didn't know such beans existed. No. And it depends <laughs> on where you go. You know, for here, you know, if you go to like Whole Foods or something, it's a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, less the less likely like that. But uh, as we walk into the aisle, what we want to do is we want to help you make the best. Uh, hopefully the best choices you can to try coffees that you're going to enjoy. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, I would say if you can't get to a local roaster, that would be your first port is get to know your local roaster, enjoy them. True. But some places you just can't do that. So what are you going to do? And going to your uh, supermarket, you can, often you're going to get bad, a lot of bad coffee. Well, I guess that was going to be my... But my, how are you going to get better bad coffee or, or if you're or, getting good coffee? Right. And I guess the one thing I would say is the more specialty of a shop it is, so for us in the Northwest here, Whole Foods, the more likely you are to get something that is possibly local mm-hmm. or a better quality, mm-hmm. I would say. And like a specialty like grocery store, like a health food store, that kind yes. of stuff. Those might have and that's a key word, now. local. Um, if they're trying to get local products, they're probably going to get a local roaster and right. therefore it's probably going to be a fresher coffee you're going to have and, and so on. It's going to be a probably a better situation. Well, and just an interesting statistic mm. is two-thirds of coffee is sold at the supermarket. That's right. Now, two-thirds In coffee. In America, that's true. Right. And these are, yeah. I mean, um, that might be all the bad coffee. Or with all our talk of, of home roasting, with all our talk of storage and, and, and all stuff that we've learned, Right. You're right. It's, it amazes me there's still two-thirds of the population buy their coffee at a supermarket. Right. And what do you see? Uh, I mean, you roast coffee, so maybe the last time you bought coffee was a while back. <laughs> um, but when you're, when you're going to buy coffee, what's the range in price that you see? Like, you know, do you see like three ninety nine, or is it... Mm, yeah, you the, do. You do. It's... There's, Funny, there's, there's well, there's quite a range, and you do find the three ninety nine and less, which makes me a little. I know I was going to say a little curious, a little nervous. Very makes me a lot leery. Right, if it can be that. Um, but then sometimes they jack the price up, and you may still be getting bad beans or and are not very fresh for a higher price. And the higher price, they're trying to attract someone who knows that oh, a low price, you can't make coffee for that low price. Um, but so you put the price up so it'll attract a group of people oh this must be good quality well the other thing is to take into account the price um, if, you have, if you have a really cheap coffee I mean just think about the the, the supply chain or mm-hmm. the process it took to get there yeah someone had to grow it someone had to pick it someone mm-hmm. had to process it someone had to ship it someone had to roast it someone had to bag it someone had to ship it again to the store oh, yeah. someone had to put it on the shelf like if if you see a bag for three ninety nine, that just kind of makes you wonder, like, yeah, hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and not really, hmm. I think so. I, I sort of think too, someone's missed out here. For that, who who's missed out Fair. on the coffee? And I'm thinking probably the farmer has missed out even more so. Who's getting the short end of the stick? Yeah, exactly. And of course, us us here in, in America, particularly, we're not going to get that short end. Yeah. So let's jump into some spe- some spe- I can speak to specific specifics, yeah. Um, on on what we're looking for, and I, I guess one thing I want to start out with is uh, the the one way valve, and this might be a little bit similar to our storage, right? Yes, as well. But 
Can you talk a little bit about why why do we want to see a one-way valve? Right. Well, you do. And uh, fortunately, I think people have clicked on to this more and um, it's more common these days than it was even you know five years ago even. Mm. Um, people realize you need to have a one-way valve to have any chance of freshness of coffee. One-way right. valve is, 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 is you, you're pushing out carbon dioxide and not letting oxygen in. There's other oxygens, other chemicals and gases that you're worried about too, but right. they're the two big fellas. And uh, not to have a one-way valve right from the start, whoa, you've got a, a bag, if it's, a, if it's your craft bag or one of the little brown bags that mm. with no valve in it. Uh, we sometimes have, when we accidentally have, or we've got a, a faulty valve that's not working at, at, at carrying coffee, when we're roasting coffee, mm. if we put uh, coffee into that, and even a whole bean, seal it up, and wait for the next day to send it off somewhere. We right. come in the morning. I've come in the morning and seen balloons. They haven't been floating up in the ceiling or anything, <laughs> but but the coffee is almost ready to explode because it's releasing gas. Gas is all night. It's been releasing gas, and that's why you have the one-way valve is to let that gas out so you don't explode. Right. But more than that, so you don't need other gases in to destroy the flavors. Well, like we talked about in our source, oxygen being something that can take away from the flavor or, or mm -hmm. detract the quality of the bean. And I, I even think of, think about how many things your bag has been next to before mm -hmm. it's been on the shelf. What other products, what, you know, different things that if you don't have a valve that's not allowing things in, mm -hmm. you know, coffee naturally is going to kind of absorb scents or flavors. Yes. And so, you know, let's say you've got to ship next to a package of bananas. Ooh. Your coffee might taste like banana. And you might like that. And I mean, you may love it. <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're, with it's such a dual purpose of, you know, not letting yes. letting the air out, but also not letting flavors in. Flavors in. And and one thing I noticed that uh, with some bags is you'll see there's no air in there. Like it's almost like, a, oh. and I'm, I'm talking whole bean with a one-way valve. Right. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like yeah. if, you, if you took a package of coffee on the plane... Yes, it would get sucked bag. out naturally. The air is going to yeah. go away. That doesn't mean that like, oh, it's the worst coffee in the world. It just means the air has been sucked out. Yes. Or you're in a supermarket situation, you've had pro probably some real nerdy coffee people go past that have smelt it every time and now they've, they've pushed it so far, they've pushed everything out. Right. And of course it's not sucking anything in, so now it's pretty... Uh, it's got no gases in there, right? So, which is not a bad thing to say, right? But hopefully, there's a little more so you can smell it. Yes. So the one-way valve is really kind of the a really easy point yep. to quickly it's a quick look one. at it. Yeah. Well, and if and again, if you see, and this is an interesting thing I just thought of, but so coffee releases gases mm -hmm. as it's fresh and healthy. Yes. More so right after roasting, but is it always releasing gases or is it? It always, I mean, it's, I mean, in a sense, it's always releasing gases, but the, it's, it's decreasing rapidly after the first 24 hours. It's going to be a lot less gas coming off than it was you know, 24 hours ago. So if you see a bag with a no one-way valve, completely sealed. Yes. Like it's been vacuum sealed, you know. Oh, vacuum sealed, yes. So there's no way for vacuum air to get in means it got, if All those gases got sucked out, then they sealed it. Oh, Hmm. Maybe I'm well. I guess my my I, I'll get to the point. And you tell me if I'm wrong because I could be wrong on this one. But if you see something that's got no one way valve, it's been sealed, mm -hmm. and it's not bursting at the seams in the bag. Yeah. It could mean that they bagged it after it had already released the gases, or yes, it could be right. stale. Yeah, it could, yeah, you're right. Could be either of those things. Yeah. Like there's, I guess that gets into like roast 
date, that kind of stuff. Yes. But that's one thing that I would be leery of, but also not necessarily meaning it's not a deal breaker. Like it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It couldn't. It could. It could still be good coffee. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you're not sure at that point, and you've really got to bring a number of features together to say make your decision. If it's the one-way valve, it doesn't have it. There's a clue to say perhaps not. Perhaps leave that one and go for the one that does it next to it because I don't mm. know the difference. That's all the difference there is. Right. There's other things there that you're going to be looking at when you come down the aisle um, of what you're going to be looking for in a, um, a coffee, and is it fresh? There's many things we're going to start looking at. Well, and I, that's why I guess one of the things I should specify first and foremost, and I, I feel bad not for saying it, yes. but you should be buying whole whole bean coffee. Right. And that, yeah. Like, you like I, I just want to rule out for anyone listening that if you're buying ground coffee, mm-hmm. that's that that's already that's you're already kind of handicapping oh. your options as far as like you, you like how long because we're, we're throwing away your taste buds. <laughs> immediately and here's my tip if you're buying ground coffee you've bought the ground coffee go to the other aisle and buy a, gr- buy a grinder so you don't have to buy ground coffee again well and i think not to promote our own podcast but check out the grinder podcast oh that's right yeah because yeah. that that'll off, that'll give you some honest opinions on you know what grinders you can get cheap as well it's not always mm, about yeah. the most expensive yeah yeah and then look at the french press podcast and you'll get a good idea of like you can get a yes two dollar grinder at goodwill mm-hmm in a French press or a pour over, and you can have good coffee without having to spend a lot oh, on a grinder. Way better than buying an expensive coffee right. that's already ground, and no matter what you do, it's going to be not. It's not going to be good. Well, and that's the thing: you don't have to have all these amazing equipments to get great coffee. Exactly. French press, Aero press, mm-hmm. pour over. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. very, very doable, very cheap, but also good quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to. I just thought I'd throw that because if you see it and it's ground. Don't even don't even consider it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, there's other ones out there like uh, there's vacuum tubs. You know, you pull the little tab up. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a beer or whatever, but it's. Um, and what usually those, unfortunately, you could read on the labels, find out a bit more about them. But unfortunately, what's been put in there to start with is probably cheaper coffee, probably some arabica with some robusta, um, and it's it looks good again. And the surface looks good, but you taste and you go, whoa, why did I buy a whole can of this? Now you've got to, what are you going to do with a whole can of coffee that tastes stale? Well, and I, and you're going to have to, you're going to have to pull me up if I'm wrong on this, but Folgers coffee, which hopefully you're not considering. Mm-hmm. Um, might get sued. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Folgers coffee comes up ground in a can or in a mm-hmm. plastic tub with a, a seal, mountain, yeah. yep. but it has to be pre-staled. So that when they put it in there and they <laughs> seal it, it yes. doesn't blow the seal. Yeah, there's some truth to that, Reed. I don't know the, the whole or the. And I don't want to yeah, yeah. badmouth them. I mean, no, I don't want to support if, it. But at the same yeah, time, yeah. like there's that aspect of like, there's really you're really just crippling coffee yeah. at that point. Yeah, it's you. You're putting convenience so far ahead of actually the taste. That's a good point. And it's sort of thing. Well, why bother? Why not just go and suck on a uh, a, a bit of chewing gum bar wrapper. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad example. That was not the best example, no, but no, no. also wouldn't taste good. No, no, no. Um, so we've done the the one way valve. We've really harped on ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think for me, the yeah. most important thing after that is the roast date. It's a big one. 
It's yeah. a it's a big tell. It's happening more now that mm. you can see people are starting to realize it. Um, and there's different ways people do it. Best buy date, uh, when roasted date. Well, and some of those are dangerous because the best buy date doesn't actually tell you when it was roasted. Oh, that's a, in fact that's a very dangerous subtle. Well, one. and specifically if you know it's the well, what's it twenty sixth? I don't know. Yeah, no, twenty seventh. So yeah. June twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. If the yeah. best buy says something in twenty nineteen. It's like, well, I know, don't know when it was roasted, but I know it's definitely not good for that long. <laughs> no, walk right past that one. It's yeah. Just, it's, just, it's just told you already that you're going to um, waste your money on it. You might as well, I mean, you, if you're going to do that, you, you waste your money, you might, as well, you might as well just walk past and waste the coffee as well because it's not going to be nice. Right. So you're looking for a roast. So what, what range are we looking in? For like, when I'm buying it, yeah. I want it to be roasted within how mm -hmm. much time? There's different variations out there, but... I mean, you probably, if it's got, when it was roasted, the day that the bean went into the roaster, mm -hmm. it went through its 10, 12, 14 minutes roast, and it came out, it got cooled in the cooling tray, it gets put in a bag, then after that, and the clock starts to tick. Time the time. Yeah, it is a time bomb. And, but you've got at least, I'd say a month, and I'm going to say two months, just to... Generous. Yeah, I am generous. This is a whole bean. Whole you bean. haven't ground it. Whole bean in an appropriately uh, stored yep, exactly. package. Yep. Um, in your cupboard and oxygen, one-way valve, all that sort of thing. And uh, But, you know, two or uh, one month, two months you could possibly get away with. So we'll say a month and a half to split the difference. Yep. Okay, good. good. Yeah. And so if, so if I get it, I can see, okay, this was roasted two weeks ago. That's okay? At the store? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think there's no reason why not. So as long as I've, I've consumed it by a month and a half to two months, mm -hmm. I'm okay. Therefore, buy rather than buy two packets, buy one packet and come mm. back and get another one that's been roasted two weeks later. Right. Um, and you can just if if we're fortunate to be in a place where you can buy from your roaster, then you're set. You can just get enough to go for the month, and you've got some more ready to go for the next month. And like I would say on the bag, so in the bag in front of us here, we have, uh, it says roasted on 6-6-18 and the best buy is 12-6-18. So three or six months. That's six months. So that's getting out there a little bit, but you know. So I, in my opinion, I would say that that's probably way too long. Probably too long. But the nice thing they did put when they roasted it, so you can make right. the choice yourself. Well, and for instance, like this, so this coffee we really like, and we know when it was roasted, and we know, okay, well, we can consume it before the best buy date. Yeah, and I think you'd have to, yes. Otherwise, you're going to, you'll study taste and say, oh, I don't like this coffee. And I think, um, I think that's an important piece. Just getting coffee that's relevant, I mean, we call that, like, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's to date. Like, you don't want to, you wouldn't want to buy bread that was made six months ago. No, exactly. It'd be hard as a rock or stale or yeah, moldy. Especially or... if you'd ground it up as well. Right. I mean, come on. Right, <laughs> right. It's like opening the bag and letting it sit for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what what do you think is next? So we've got the roast date. We've got you know the best buy date and when we should be consuming. The best buy is not to me not as important because if you know when you need to consume it by, yes, then you're good. But as long as it's got a, a roast, but you've got to know when that starts. Roast, otherwise, you, you have right. no idea. I've had coffee. I think I said once before. I saw one not long ago. It was you know two years best buy. It's you know it's going to last for two years. <laughs> and I'm like, good not. Perhaps uh, you're in space. I don't know. Vacuum. Yeah, maybe. Um, but what comes next? What do you think? Um, there's different parts to it, and one would be: is it sealed or not? 
Because mm. some now, and I say that because sometimes you can get a coffee that's got the date when it was roasted and uh-huh. it's not sealed. And okay, whatever. They may have degassed it before it even left the facility, but um, and that's probably all right. And when you say not sealed, what do you mean? Oh, I mean, so um, that you've put the coffee into the packaging uh-huh. and you usually a heat sealer. Then mm-hmm. it goes, uh, you put it in and it closes the two, the tops together right. so you can't open them. Right. Um, and that's a good thing to do. That just keeps the, the oxygen or carbon dioxide balance, whatever it needs to do. And uh, helps that best when, when it started roasting. So it got roasted and it got sealed. So nothing else happened after that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And as you say, it wasn't sitting next to the bananas. And if it's not sealed... Well, great. Coffee says, party. Let's have party with the bananas. And suddenly you've got this whole thing going on. Right. Coffee will assume a flavor that you can, that's next to it mm-hmm. if it's mm-hmm. not sealed. Um, the other, is, yes, oh, sorry. Yeah. oh, I was going to say, the other thing to look for is like the roast. Or like, so for oh, instance, yes. I keep referencing the bag in front of us. It says medium roast. But if you see some, like what, what kind of things are we looking for? Uh, sort of a preference thing here in some ways. A mm. low... Typically, no, it isn't typically, but often, um, if you do even get the words light, medium, or dark roast, mm. you may have your own preference what you want. Right. Um, but be aware that if you go for, for instance, the dark roast that a lot of people like, and that's fine, mm-hmm. um, dark roast does cover a multitude of sins, let me put it that way. <laughs> it can right. do. It, it, you can get a good dark roast, and you can get balance and, and caramelization all happening nicely. Uh, but typically... The reason the, the people who have roasted it are doing mm. it, it's more about the money and what they can cover up because it does cover a lot of defects. Well, I think of it like a triangle or a pyramid. Yes. At the base of the pyramid, you have a wide variety of flavors. Yes. And each coffee has a section of those flavors, but not all of them. Yes. And as the darker you roast it, the further you go up in that pyramid. Mm-hmm. And at the very top is dark roast. Mm-hmm. And so as you get to the top, all coffees start to assume a similar flavor. And the reason they assume a more similar flavor is because you are filtering out flavors, basically, and therefore... Burning them off. Yeah, you could say that. You are. You're going way past and organic acids. The things are changing to all sorts of things. The aquinic acid and caffeic acid and things are changing Mm. in in there. And and as you get darker and darker, there's just less coffee flavors left in the coffee. Right. And... That may be good. You know, sometimes when I've gone somewhere, I have not a clue what I'm buying, where I am. Mm. I will buy a dark roast just for that very reason that at least I know it's going to be consistently, possibly consistently bad, mm. but at least it'll be consistent and I know what I'm going to drink rather than something just terrible that I'm just going to, it's not going to be nice. Right. And I, and I would say that the lighter, if someone puts light roast or medium roast, mm-hmm. um, it could be that mixed with kind of everything else we've said. That might be an indication. I, like I would, I would consider that bold, like yes. to put to put on there. Hey, I'm going to do a light roast. Well, it is bold. At the same time, you capture a lot of people who may be unsuspecting that. Um, True. Of what dark roast mean because. The word itself is very subjective. What does dark roast mean? Does Light mean... roast to you might be dark roast to me. Exactly. But I think I think with like the vacuum seal, yeah. the one-way valve, the yes. roast date, mm-hmm. and, and the light roast, yeah. or medium roast, you're 
I'm not going to say it's perfect, but you're more likely to get someone who's... It's giving you some more information that you can make a, a decision on. And I think actually above where it says that, it's got the name of the coffee. Mm. And when you get the name of the coffee, now we're talking about estates, that's different to blended coffee. And that's mm. another another story we're talking about. Right. The <laughs> if you've got an estate coffee, right. it's getting more specific. And the more specific they can, mm. specific they can be on the label, rather than just saying, for instance, Guatemala. Mm. That's a that's a huge that's a whole country, right? It could be anywhere in Guatemala. Who knows? It could be good, bad. It could be robust. It could be anything. Um, but if they say um, Guatemala uh, Monte Cristo, mm. suddenly you've got a, a farm. Now you're talking about. You can actually look that up. You can actually look that exactly. And I I, I don't want to forget saying this, but I was thinking today. Mm. You've got these little mechanisms we carry around with us everywhere. That little was, phones. Yeah, they're joined to us basically. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, you can look up some of these if you're while unsure you're why you're there. You can take a picture of it. You can do all mm -hmm. sorts of things, and you can find out what the website says. Because to me, I suddenly thought that's a good indication. Going to their website will give you another option to say, "Are these guys for real? Are they really quality?" Right. They say it's high quality beans, ground beans, and but they may not be. They may be just all sorts of things, and they've said that. Mm -hmm. And it may not be true. So going to the website, you can actually find out, okay, oh, here's the name of the farmer. Here's mm. the altitude. This is giving me very specific um, about that coffee. And the more specific it is, once again, you're probably going to be in a, a good realm of this may be good quality coffee. This, this right. may be what it says it is. Well, I think of it like anything. Like if if it's if it says, like for this one, says Mexico – El Trunfo. Yep. Um, Trunfo. Trunfo. Um, it, it, it's like reading the ingredients on the back of a package. Mm -hmm. If you read it and it says xanthan gum <laughs> and weird things you're not sure of. Six, four, nine, three, two, or if six, it's seven, very eight. generic, it makes you less inclined to believe it's a prop. A quality product, but if, if someone's very explicit and says, yes. "Hey, yeah. I have this type of flour mixed with this type of a grain," and this, if someone can detail it, or mm -hmm. it's like going to a store that says this shirt was made in, uh, you know, Memphis, Tennessee, mm -hmm. by this person, you're like, "Wow, you're not hiding the fact of what you're not hiding the ingredients." Yes, gives me a little bit like there when there's less hidden from you. Yes, it, it almost makes you feel a little bit more like, "Okay, you're you're proud of your product." Yeah. And also, I think it gives it gives uh, gives a, a good amount of recognition to the farm. Yeah, which exactly. obviously good point. often doesn't get the money number yeah, one, <laughs> but the recognition it yeah, deserves. Deserves exactly. We call that in our industry and in others too being transparent. Mm. And we're transparent because we want people to know. We want people to look up where this coffee came from. We want mm. them to look up to see what process it was right that's another thing on the bag is it a natural is it a semi-pulped is it is it is it wet process because mm. that's going to have a bearing and you can have the same coffee that is 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 wet process and natural and it'll taste completely different right and you need to know the difference well and and i, I just looked at the time and realized we're, yeah it's, all that it's going quite quick must be we're enjoying it mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. the other thing i was thinking about i was looking at it today on i was on a website looking at some coffee it was arabica Oh, yes. And Robusta. Oh, yes. That's out there, yes. And I want to Robusta this myth of the two <laughs> coffees. But you only want Arabica, right? I mean, you could have Robusta, but Robusta is like instant coffee users. It's only used a lot for, and Robusta is, as the name suggests, it's robust. Why is it robust? Because it, it, it stops insects getting into it because um, mm. it's so hard, and therefore the quality is a little different. You can get some good ones. I'm not saying you can't. 
Right, but it's that you, you're you know if you had to make a bet again, on... you go in the supermarket and some some roasters or some manufacturers have cotton on to that. They know the word arabica is a is it one of those words that people go, oh, arabica must be good. Once mm. again, go further, go dig deeper, go arabica. Mm. Where's where's it from? Oh, it's from Mexico. It's from Guatemala. Where's it in Guatemala? Is it from what altitude is? It? The higher the <laughs> right. altitude, probably the better quality. Well, and I would but say the higher the altitude. Mm. It's going to be more expensive because how do you get it from the top of the mountain down to the bottom? <laughs> right. It costs more, more money. Yeah. Well, and I would say that you know the bag we have here doesn't actually say Arabica or Robusta um, on it. I can assume it's an Arabica, but it right. doesn't actually specify. So it's not necessarily like if it doesn't specify, it doesn't mean you can't. And then that's where you it does give you websites and things you can go to and you can right. find out. Well, they'll tell you there for sure because I would right. say it probably is Arabica. Yeah. Which is great. And also it has a nice has a description of the of the bean as well, which is good on a bag. They should be able to tell you it's not gonna be perfect, it's gonna change different mm-hmm. methods you use, but more detail again. Mm-hmm. And I think of it like a wine. Like if a wine said made in the USA mm-hmm. versus bottled in, you know, Orange County, California at this farm. Yes. You know, I d I don't think a good wine hides where it hides its no origin. Need to. They want they they want to sell good quality. They want to get a good price for it for the farmer for whoever. Mm. So tell the people. And here's a question: uh, blends or blends of coffee or single origin? What? Yes, uh, blends and single origins. They sort of go backwards and forwards over time. Generations come back to it and go back. Both mm. are good. Mm-hmm. Both are good. Estates, because it's more specific, so you can get some more specific details, information about it. Mm. Blends, the reason we do blends is probably another topic, but... Um, and blends being multiple Yeah, you can coffees. have some from Ethiopia, some from Guatemala, mm-hmm. and the purpose of those is to balance the coffee out, whether it's for espresso or if it's for a pour-over. Right. And the nice thing about blends is you can just manipulate, I don't mean that in a bad sense, you can just balance out if... Right. Coffees are changing, and they do through the year, and you're just going to go, oh, I'm going to put 40, 42% of the sudden rather than 40% because that that fruit note, we, is, we're losing it. We need to get more of that back in mm. the blend. Well, it allows you to customize a little bit your flavor. Yes. Uh, Tip here, though, is it needs to tell you not, oh, this is from three countries. <laughs> right. What three countries are those? Who who knows? That goes, yeah, it goes back to the name. Does it specify yep. these three from these regions? This is blended from Ethiopia and Mexico. Great. If it says even more even better right the more you get the better or the more info yeah yeah um so we've gone through kind of some of the you know the the blends the single origins some of that kind of stuff um we've gone through some of the bags uh sometimes you know the more information that's on the bag you know do they give you a description of their you know Mm -hmm. coffee um, also, you know, different things like, is it fair trade coffee? If oh. someone's willing to spend time for, to you know, if there's yes. a fair trade thing on there, someone's spending time to pay the farmer more, mm. that doesn't mean it's a good coffee. Or, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean they've roasted this it well or yeah, anything, true. but they are putting more care into it. Read. You're getting to another territory of certifications now, <laughs> and there's many of them, and some right. of them, most of them are pretty good. Some are some negative things. I would wait for another podcast for the okay. certification. Rainforest Alliance, organic. But if you see any certification, look it up, and it's possibly another indication towards more care on the actual yes. bean and the process and the farmer. Yeah. Um, roast date yeah. is important. Yeah. Um, what's the number one thing? Well, he, here, I, this is going to sound... I think I already know it. Oh. I might, like, I might. 
as I was talking to Tim, who was on the podcast last week, uh, good roasters will do two things. They will roast really good coffee mm. and they will cup really good coffee. Or they just cup coffee. It just cup, cup, cup. You roast it, you roast it, you cup, you cup, you cup it. And really, right. for this is the same, taste your coffee. And you will know, unfortunately, you will know within the first few seconds. You will know when you open it up and smell the coffee. Um, and if you don't smell the coffee, you will know <laughs> right. you've, you've made a bad purchase decision. Write it down, do whatever, and don't get that one next time. Get another one. Well, and if you think of the fact, like if you like wine, you know, you try different yes. wines and stuff. One, I, I would argue, mm -hmm. depending on how much wine you drink, mm -hmm. that a bag of coffee can last you longer than a bottle of wine. And think about how much you could spend on a bottle, a single bottle of wine, mm -hmm. and you know, you easily trump the amount of money you could spend on a bag of coffee Qu quickly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so you think, you know, if you spend $12, $20, anywhere in that range mm -hmm. on a bag of coffee that you've done this research into, mm -hmm. it's possible you might hate it. Mm -hmm. But if you like it, you know, it's like trying good wines. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you know what wines you like? Exactly. You try them. You try them or you ask the winemakers around. What are they buying? If they have to buy something supermarket, what would they buy? Right, and that's I think we talked a little bit about asking your coffee. Yeah, they, like go they, to your favorite coffee shop where they make your favorite coffee and mm -hmm. ask them what kind of coffee you have. Guess what? They want to tell you. <laughs> if, yeah. It's not a secret. It's not a big secret. They want you to know their fresh coffee, good coffee, and even us at Caravan, we wouldn't be. I'm not opposed to saying get fresh. Who's your roast nearby? Get it from them. It may not be us, but. But they want you to have fresh coffee. Right. I don't think, I think the idea behind, you know, what we talk about in this podcast, quality coffee is, if you find quality coffee, go for it. Go for it. Like, there's not a, you have to get this one or that mm -hmm. one, or this is the best. It is such a preference-based mm -hmm. product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that, then guess what? Roast your own. Yeah, <laughs> check out the podcast oh, yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so any final thoughts? Any final remarks? No, I think it's it's an important one because some people just literally cannot get to a local. There's not a local roaster around. You need to look at perhaps mm. um, going on the web and, and getting coffee sent to you in the states. We can do that mm. um, or roast your own. But otherwise, you're gonna you're stuck with a supermarket. And within that supermarket, you, with a little thought and research, mm. you may find yourself a little gem there. Yeah. And, and take some. Take them head to head. Try. Make two pots of coffee. Try them against each other. Test them out. What a wonderful thing to do on a Sunday afternoon or Saturday, whenever, and have a cupping at your home. Mm. And that, oh, that's another good podcast. Oh, cupping. cupping. <laughs> well, I think we have, we have hit 30 minutes and we've gone right past it. Um, but that's okay. Um, well, th I mean, thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, again, um, always feel free to subscribe. We always appreciate that. And leave a comment. I mean, if, if there is something truly you think we've missed, that we've gotten wrong, or that you just genuinely have a curiosity mm -hmm. about, we, uh, we really appreciate that. We, yeah. uh, we want to answer questions that are helpful. <laughs> um, but yeah, check us out at beanstuff.com. Um, we've got some exciting stuff coming down the pipeline. Your coffee's out. I've finished my coffee. My I've toothbrush my is cup. gone. My, my cup's empty. That's always a good sign when we're cupping in. That I shouldn't be going on, but <laughs> I always say to our staff that uh, when we're cupping coffee, we've got five cups. Uh -huh. If two cups are almost empty, right. good sign that that was a good coffee. <laughs>
yeah, so if you're if you're trying a coffee and you're not sure if you like it, but your coffee's gone, chances are it was pretty good. It was probably pretty good. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, enjoy the rest of your Friday. This came out on a Friday if you're listening to it in the future. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. <laughs>